saluto a tutti. What's up, Juventini? Welcome back to the AJC. Victory Monday is here and upon us. Whew. That one was a little closer than we anticipated. <laughs> well, you know, when you're playing the last place team with a man down, you know, why would it take a 90-second minute banger? Oh, man. I tell you. I tell you. Uh, we'll definitely talk about this game because there's still uh, many frustrations about uh, the offensive output and whatnot in this game. But... Uh, Ah, in the end, it just, it had to be three points. I kept saying that on the watch along, like a draw will feel like a loss for this team. And luckily, they found a way to fight through. All right, so again, it is what it is. But we knew, we knew it was going to be a much different game. Talked about it in the preview. Said, do not expect what went down in the Coppa Italia with that, uh, you know, H side or N side that they played, okay? So it is what it is. And M side, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and teams were, and they parked it. They parked it, uh, you know, intensely. And it's tough to crack teams like that. But uh, we're going to take, we're going to tackle that game. We're going to tackle the news. We're going to tackle everything in the aftermath because options have become available to Max Allegri. And there was something I've been shouting for for quite some time. And I literally said in the preview show, it'll be a moment. It'll be a moment where we see a shift from Max before trying mm -hmm. something. Something that is that two-man pivot and everything. We will talk about that as well. And, of course, the personnel and the players' performances and everything. All right? Take a quick second. Say what's up to everybody in the live chat. Drop a like as you join in, everybody. Okay? We got Michael Razzo, Chow, Juventini, and HC. Nothing better than a victory Monday. Absolutely. Absolutely. We got Enough. Tal coming in here. Three points. Inter is scared. Great way to go into the second half of the season. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. RB Comps. Allegri has brought back a never say die attitude into the team matt merda is rattled muser 99 sev let's go pino alafine and apex classic this has become a staple of our show this season now loading let's go hopefully hopefully all right uh we got uh nick in the bleachers today love seeing nick join us for the lives all right and we got uh our friend from South Africa, all right? We live, baby, live. Let's go, let's go. And Alex P. Ciao, Doti. Ciao, Alex. Good to see you in here, brother. Now, let's get to it real quick. We'll talk about some uh, news headlines that uh, popped up this morning. Obviously, we have uh, Weston McKenney talking about uh, Renewal Juventus, uh, looking at the renewal of the player. We'll get to that later mm -hmm. on in the show, okay? You've got Moise Keane potentially still heading out on a loan. We've got Ranocchia mm -hmm. that we're waiting for the finalization of a move to Palermo in Serie B. And we have an injury status update, okay, on some of our players. And uh, Chiesa and Cambiasso, should be available for Thursday's Coppa Italia game, all right? As far mm -hmm. as uh, some of the other guys, it is uh, Rabio that has overload on the right thigh, apparently will be rested in that Coppa Italia match. And uh, like we said, Chiesa Cambiasso expected to be uh, recovered there. 
Um, Keen and DeShilio continue their uh, programs. Alexandro has recovered. So that is your uh, status updates. We have a birthday today, and that goes out to Manuel Locatelli. So Tantiaguri out to Locatelli. And it's got a little bit of struggles there, connection. Oh, here we go. Am I already glitching today? Monday mornings. It's going a little fuzzy, doing a little breakup, but we should be okay. Let's take a look here. We'll get into Fight this through. game, okay? We're not going to waste any time getting the highlights mm -hmm. and everything. If you have to pop out, you can always pop back in. Quick reminder for everybody tuning into the podcast on your audio outlets, get over to YouTube and subscribe, and especially do it what right now doing? because later this week, We'll start giving details on how we give away these three retro replica kits. All right. So make sure you head over and subscribe. Now, we've got to get into this, okay? The lineup going into this one was Chesney, Gatti, Bremer, Danilo. We got Wea in for Cambiaso, McKenny, Cavilia in for uh, Locatelli, Rabio, Kostic, and then Yildiz and Vlaovic up top. Talked about this in pregame. No real issues with that lineup given the circumstances and what was going to happen. Absolutely no issues. Lineup was more than enough to get the job done. Exactly. Lineup was more than enough to get the job done. Now, we get to the highlights. And holy Christ, we needed Larbito Nick right out of the gate here, all right? With, what are uh, we talking about? Keenan Yildiz. So, he will start off with his overview of Guida. And he says, overall thoughts on Guida. This ended up being a very difficult game for Guida. And he said, he had lots of decisions to make and on many occasions decided to make them only when he was forced to. Errors were definitely there, and he mm -hmm. was fortunate to keep the match under control and not let it get too spicy mm -hmm. between the players. Literally, within the first minute and a half, two minutes, mm -hmm. Yield is taken down by Majority in the penalty area. Y this, for me, was a clear-cut PK. The first one? I'll, 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 I'll get to my comment. You keep going. Yeah, this one for me, easily. I don't give a shit mm -hmm. if it's 10 seconds into the game. Exactly. It's it's clipped his back leg as he's got position run. So, uh, Labrador Nix is first minute. Yildiz is taken down majority in penalty area. Yildiz clearly has position over majority, and this is the most important consideration. There was no side-to-side -side jockeying for the ball. Yildiz clearly has majority beat, and the point of contact was majority's leg with Yildiz's left leg and then right leg. At the point of contact, we even see again. Yildiz is very clear in front and in control of the ball. Mm -hmm. This should have been a penalty and I'm not really sure what VAR was doing here either. Guida and VAR did not have the balls to make any calls today. All right. So Larry that's, that's exactly what my, my comment was going to be. Guida was chicken shit to make a call in the first 30 seconds. He was, he was not going to be the, uh, he didn't want to, he didn't want to be in the headline for that game. Yeah. Oh, giving a penalty to Juventus in 30 seconds. No, no, no. That's a, that's a penalty shot. You got to give it. Yeah. This one, like, this was an easy, easy PK call. Like, he was beat clean. He doesn't have position. He clips the trailing leg. Like, I don't know what else you need to make this call. It's pathetic. That's garbage. And then, and then Yildiz dove on the second one. The second one? So this one, minutes after, we don't even break down extensively because it's not a PK. Like, there's nothing but there. Then, but then Guida comes up to him, gives him the one, you dove yeah. once, you dove twice. Like, oh my God. And that okay. I was pissed off about because I said, look, the first one was clear cut. You guys didn't even take mm -hmm. a look. I don't know why. The second one, 
I can understand, but there yes. was a little more side-to-side -side Jocelyn. And to give Yildiz a little bit credit instead of going there, like the arm of the defender was across the chest and holding Kit too. So yeah. it's like, it wasn't like, okay, you can't be doing this, you're diving, whatever. It's like, no, like there was Jocelyn and the first one was brutal though. Nonetheless, we keep going because we don't need that help. All right, we're better than that. So four minutes headed clearance uh nice. falls to sambia at the back post there and luckily he puts an absolute muffin that techs all over easy to control there okay sambia jesus uh can't put any heat on those things i'm okay with that we get not a lot in the first half to be honest mm -hmm. you guys a lot of possession from juventus hovering around the 70 percent mark but not enough opportunities. We get a good opportunity from McKenney on a Yildiz cross in. Yildiz looked very lively. He was he did. He had the defensive guys on strings back there and drew a couple yellow cards, which obviously came in clutch moving on into the second half. But uh he puts a nice cross in. McKenney gets ahead to it, forces a good stop from Costil. Outside of that, uh man, 38th minute. We're actually the ones conceding. And you've got uh, a long ball, okay, heading to uh, behind, again, cutting Danilo and Kostic. And we've seen that a few times now. They're getting okay. beat on these long balls, okay? But it's okay. They recovered fine. Kostic got back into defensive position. Okay, that's my point. Everyone's cooking Kostic. I'm not, I'm not a big Kostic guy. I'm a Juventus guy this year, all right? I'm putting the agendas aside. He recovered on that one. I don't know why people are giving him hell for like, well, that was a long ball that got over the whole defensive line. Yeah, it's, the guy didn't really recover it until make a play until he was at the end line. So I'm on Costage for absolutely everything else in that performance because he was dog okay, shit. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'll talk about Costage later. Okay, but uh, okay. Um, yeah, on that one, he ends up recovering. The ball comes inside again. Yes. Tapped inside. Danilo goes there. This is where it's crazy. If you break this play down and you watch when that long ball takes place, you see Cavilia, okay? You see a couple other players close to him. Cavilia sprint him back. Yep. I have no idea why when Cavilia comes back and he's getting he was getting blown up pretty good for stepping in to try mm -hmm. and help and double team with Danilo and he might not have wanted to do that. I can't understand why, number one, Danilo squared up and didn't at least force him back towards Kostic. He kind of squared him up to where he gave him right or left. It's like, no, just yep. start forcing him one way and uh, give yourself a little bit less work. Cavilia comes in, and now Double he's two. got two trailers. But the problem is, from where the ball started that was launched forward, until the time Cavilia gets back to the top of the area, I have no idea why two other players that were only maybe 8 to 10 yards away from Cavilia, it took them that long to not even get into the screen, not even get into the frame before that shot gets You're talking taken. about Juventus players. Yeah, that's wild mm -hmm. to me. If he's sprinting back there, you're 8 to 10 yards away from me. By the time he gets in there to to uh, double team with Danilo, his support should be there with him. And there was nobody. Mm -hmm. Bremer steps up when the ball goes inside to Majori. He forces him to make a good shot, and he did. He, that was a hell of a yep. shot. Tech's not stopping yep. that. Nobody's stopping that. It Nobody's was stopping that. Way, way out just inside the uh, back post is what it is. 
um, a breakdown there, but the support needs to come back quicker there. And it's hard for me to really just rip on Kavili on that one. Maybe, like I said, if Danilo had chosen the side, but nonetheless, we find ourselves one nil down after, of course. you know, literally I was saying we have all this possession and we're not scoring. We're not really being too dangerous and we need to outside of the opening 15 minutes. I didn't think we were uh, strong enough, but uh, we do have another instance four minutes after this goal when we're one nil down. And this was Gatti on something that um, a lot of people were looking at on social media saying should have been a red card. So people are talking about number one, I think a, probably a yellow would have done and sufficed because you do he still get have a yellow, to be in control he? your body. What did you think? Nothing. He, that's a yellow card. Yeah, it's a yellow. It's a yellow. He got a yellow, didn't he? And it what he he gets a yellow, okay? Yeah. But there's considerations and a lot saying red card on that because of the close. studs being high and everything. So they weren't. I'm gonna say like I'll take a look at it, um, and we'll get uh, Larbito Nick here, but uh, no. He says, Gatti takes a big touch, goes in for a slide tackle to try and recover. After first knocking the ball away, he then makes contact with the Salernia player. There are, again, four considerations, okay? Mm -hmm. um, and uh, here we, and actually, you know what? I don't think he got the yellow on that play. He got it on something else, didn't he? Someone help us out with that. Yeah, I, I just can't recall 100%. I can't recall 100%, but here we go. Here are the four considerations. Red card. Studs. Yes. Okay. But it may have grazed mm. the leg rather than hit the player straight on. When you look Correct. at the replay, it did kind of hit straight on. But there's a bigger consideration for me. To the point of contact, it is above the ankle. The contact point. Above the ankle yep. on the back trailing leg. Three, speed and force. Gatti was moving. He was moving. Okay. He was slowing down because he was sl And he was pulling out of the... Okay, sorry. Keep going. He sprinted at 10 yards yeah. before sliding into there. Number four, this was the biggest one for me. Extended leg, no. Gatti, close. as he clears the ball after hitting the ball, you could see his leg bend as he's pulling back but still moving forward through. Um, if he kept that leg extended, he would have blown that guy up and it would have been uh, ugly, okay? But uh, Labrador Nick says, made contact with the ball and thus diminishing the force and taking away one consideration for a red. Could the amount of speed he used going in override the extended leg consideration? Absolutely, yes. However, that is for the referee to decide who was right there and feels the heat of the challenge. We are very close to a red card here, and while I think a yellow is a supportable call, if Guida showed Gatti red, it would have been, too, it would have been hard to make an argument against it too. What do you think? You make a make a massive argument against it. What for me, the player, the defender, sorry, whatever, the Salernitana player's leg went into his studs more than his studs went into the player's leg. If that makes sense, he's already cleared the ball and he's pulling out of it. If his if his foot is pulling out of it, if his foot's going that way and he makes contact with another player, whose foot is going into who? It's a it's right? a fifty fifty ball though. And the, right. the, both players have the right to go in for it. So you can't say because, and, and again, you know, this ball first thing, it really doesn't matter in the rules, Not everybody. Not really. Because yeah. you have to I be used to control. Win ball first. And Labrador Nick says. Remember back in the day, Bertle? 
Hey, bro, got to... back in the day where you could clear a guy out. If you, oh, you, like, yeah. You got the ball first. Oh, yeah. Blow a guy up. That was awesome. I played with... I miss those days. I played with this skinny Dutch kid, okay? And this guy, he was our center back. He was unbelievable. He was so unassuming. Show up, wear his glasses. Like, you think... I'm like, who is this guy? He's our center enough. back. Wait for him. Wait for him. He was so good at making sure he always popped that ball and just blow guys up. He's an absolute awesome. beauty. Uh, but... Gatti got the ball first, is Larbitro Nick. He says, in the modern game, that no longer matters. Players have a yeah. responsibility now for each other's safety. If a player wants to go studs up at high speed into a challenge, they must be able to control their body so they do not make contact and potentially injure an opponent. I got the ball see, is an argument from the past. See, right there. See, for me, Gatti was doing everything he could in terms of player safety for, for his opponent. He got the ball and he was pulling out of the tackle after he won the ball. Yeah, for me, so. I mean, by rule, looking at it now, it, yeah, I could see probably a yellow, but uh, I was fine with nothing out of it too because mm -hmm. he was backing out of it too, and I think the guy made a meal out of it trying to obviously get him out. Nonetheless, we get to halftime. We're 1-0 down. Jesus, you got to turn it around. This was crazy. So you know you've been on a shocker, if Max changes you right at the 45th minute, okay? That doesn't happen often. No, no. And you got two changes. Kostic out for Illing Jr. in, okay? And I said it on the yep. show. I said it last post-match podcast. I didn't like Illing's performance in the Coppa Italia game. Nope. And I don't want to hear about he's only played five minutes before. He's only played 10 minutes before. Any guy that gets into the lineup right now, it's all hands on deck. These guys all have to be ready and have to bring something, period. It didn't matter for Yildiz that he barely got any minutes before. He hit the ground running. Nonje looks, looks pretty spry. Hasn't had fuck all before. You just yep. have to make the most of it, okay? So Illing Jr., I was like, let's go. Let's go at it again. Sure. You got your Copitalia game. We need you now today. And I was pleasantly surprised because it was much, much better from uh, Illing Jr. Rugani comes in for Gatti. And this one I liked for a couple reasons. I, mm -hmm. What's interesting is when you hear Max talk about in the presser after, he says, well, I made the Illing one because of a technical choice. The Gatti one was because he was on a yellow and he didn't want yes. to risk that. But it ended up working much better because my initial thought was not just really the yellow but getting danilo on the right side and mm -hmm. something i've been talking about for a while since he's come back he looks shaky to me on we'll like get since to his he's come back presser too, yeah. he doesn't look the same i will say massive massive i have massive amounts of respect for danilo okay mm -hmm. his first year with juventus how brutal it was to get to the point where he is the capitano and you know was one of our most consistent players through a mm -hmm. couple seasons i have tremendous respect i have even more respect for him because he didn't bullshit any single one of us you guys he came out and said i need to take responsibility for my faults yep and i have not been in the form I was previous to my injury since I've come back. Thankfully, I have great teammates to help me through. How hard is it to just be 
like how many players would actually do that and take that account i see guys lie to the cameras left right and center come up with every excuse in the book that's a leader being a leader and not making <laughs> excuses we can all see it we don't need the lies massive amounts of respect for danilo but this guy on the right side it's night and day it's yep, night it and is. day and we'll get to that more uh further on in the show so two changes illing jr for Kostic, had to happen. Jesus Christ. Rugani and Fergati, Danilo shifts to the right. In the 48th minute, what a move, you guys. Yildiz, Rabio starts taking control in the second half. Rabio had a yep. much better second half. And well, we'll and here's the to... thing that that opens up because oh, let me just fix this. That opens up because Illing Jr. is now switching inside outside. He's not stuck on the track like Kostic is out there on the left. All that's coming because Illing's coming in there and he's he's rattling the cage of those uh, those right wing backs. Yeah. You get to uh you get to this uh Costage thing too. I mean, we'll break it down later, but it's just it it needs it needs more in this game. We needed much much more. What do we say? If Salernitana plays us the same way. If he plays mm-hmm. if they play us the same way 4-2-3-1, I said we're cooking. 3-5-2. They mirror us. What did I say? Problems. Problems arise when teams line up like that against Juventus. We have a tough time breaking them down. You need the creativity. You need the movement. I thought for the majority of the first half, we were moving the ball way too slowly. When they Mm -hmm. overload one side, you have to ping that ball to the other side and then start taking that space and get at it. Move the ball quicker. We were doing a good job in the 15, 20 minutes, and then it just kind of slowed right down, mm-hmm. and it was almost like, okay, we have no more ideas. We're going to slow it down and see what we can do, but it's got to be quick. This was a good move. Yield is to Rabio as he makes a run beyond the defense, a cross in for McKenney, who's all alone, and man, oh my God. just couldn't direct this thing into the goal there, I thought for sure, and I called McKenney to bag one in this game. But man, that one was uh, that one hurt. That one hurt. That so, hurt a lot. Yeah, that hurt a lot. Nonetheless, yeah. uh, we keep going here. Fifty-first minute, Vlaovic goes down in the penalty area. Okay, this one on a cross, and we know the play. The defender comes in. It looks like Vlaovic is going to challenge, and it's straight to the body. And I thought, see, this is where this is what I don't like about how they officiate games because for Mm -hmm. me it's it's a pk it's a foul because Mm -hmm. the defender makes no play and i understand that you're thinking okay the majority thing you can't can't get get to to that ball it's not playable i didn't agree with larbitro nick on this one because this defender doesn't play the ball whatsoever he takes one look at vlaovic and drives right into his hips that that for me is brutal. And I'm what looking were your really thoughts to see on this Nick, one? I'm looking forward to see what Nick says on this one. Because for me, I'm like, again, the ref was chicken shit, didn't want to make a call. But I, I don't know what he, like, he's looking right at it. The referee's looking right at it. Now, if he's saying, okay, that ball's way to play, if that happens in midfield, if, if Vlaovic is at the center at the center line, that it's ball goes over the top, and he gets hip-checked like that, that's a foul. Exactly. He gets a free kick. 
And so, this is what drives me nuts is because you can't change a ruling, but this happens so often, depending on whether it happens in midfield or right. if it happens in uh, the game there. And that's what uh, drives me nuts, right? And we got to say what's up. It looks like uh, he made her in here. Omar. Yeah. Hello. Hello. All right. We're just at yeah. this non-call that came for Vlaovic in the area on an aerial there. So the Ant and I are thinking that's a foul. It's a foul. There's no play for the ball. Where are you at with that one? Oh, 100% penalty. I mean, if Gatti does that in our area, I'd be like, you idiot, what are they doing? That's a clear penalty. <laughs> yeah, and looking at the live chat, I mean, Matt said there's zero attempt to play the ball. Zerdesh saying 100% pen. Uh RB saying this is more of a pen than the first one. I think Yildiz was clear cut, but this is a pen as well. Nonetheless. I can't wait to see what Nick says. Love so let me throw Nick here. And we went at it on this one. So he says, on the cross, Vlaovic gets a body check from the Salernitana defender as the ball comes in. Back. On, on this occasion, the players are battling for position to get to the ball. No, for, it wasn't not. even a battle. No, they weren't. Yeah, Vlaovic was clear in position, which he has yes. the right to, and started to jump up. He did jump up. The ball ends up not being within playing distance of Vlaovic as he receives contact from the defender. Which is this true. is up to interpretation, but Vlaovic not jumping for the header. He did jump, though. He did uh, jump. Because he was in yes, the air I, when the contact hit him. I have to watch it again. So... Right there, I'm like, he, he did jump. Or having a real chance to play the ball. And the contact being side to side. Uh, that might be a little bit of a stretch, too. For me, it's like the NFL rule. I'm sorry, I bring it back to NFL. If the defender can see the guy's name on the back, it's in the back. Or see his back. Yeah. That defender could see his number on the back of his jersey. I'm it's seeing it a little bit more on the back end yeah. there. Okay, yes, but come on, again. Nick. You're slipping. Uh, yeah, side to side. Uh, which is generally acceptable when battling for space on a cross. It's oh, not a battle, man. Nick, That's a clear, no. I don't have position. I'm going right into the player. I think no penalty is supportable. The defender is being sneakier, but this for this to be a penalty, he has to very obviously hit Vlaovic hard. The definition of what happened. Not just throw his body in front to try and get... He did not throw the body in front. Nick, I think you got to take oh. a look at that one, my friend. I disagree. Yeah, Nick, you got to watch it again, bud. It's a clear it's a clear foul. I'm Listen, sorry. Listen, we love Nick. Nick has been... Nick's a beauty. A great staple post-game. He's a beauty. Nick is the a beauty. The explanations are fantastic, but I disagree We highly here. disagree today. I we disagree on this disagree. one. That's a pen yeah, for see, me. And if you if were people, both referees at the match... Then if people want to argue with, yep. you know, the ball is unplayable, then you need to change the rulings because right now there's not a ruling that that becomes an indirect kick inside the area. But if they're not happy, if they're going to be to the point where they don't call a foul that because you don't want that to be a PK, that's bullshit for me. And this is what I got into it with Nick yesterday on the chat. I said, it's, it's garbage. To say, oh, I'm not going to call that because maybe the ball is unplayable. It does. It shouldn't have no bearing because it's a foul. 
It's a foul. It's in the area by rules. That's PK. If you want to say, oh, the ball's not playable, so now I'm not going to call a foul, then they need to change a ruling to make it an indirect kick. But you can't not punish a foul because you don't think it should be a PK in there. It's a foul or it's not. And this one for me, the defender is beat to position. He thinks Vlaovic is going to get to that header and he goes straight into his hip to see him off balance while he's in the air. He gave him like a Shakira hip check with that one. Just like, just like just a boo. That's what it was. It's <laughs> it, a foul. It, it's and a foul. your old woman from Tony trying to be hit. <laughs> no, I mean, come on. That, that's a lot of words for just, you know, he body checked him. He didn't even look at the ball. He, he yeah. looked straight at Vlahovic, took him down with his hip, and, and that's it. There was no attempt mm-hmm. to play. There was no if he jumped or if he didn't jump. That's a clear push inside the area if that happens in the middle of the pitch that's a foul yeah and we said the same thing and yeah nick's taking but he you know it's all love it's all (laughs) love brother now we got to go to the 52nd minute which is rabio driving the ball forward and now we get uh majority to bite on a challenge second Mm -hmm. yellow see you later red card now it's time to get the ball rolling and equalize quickly and take control of this game, take the lead. 59th minute, we get another change from Massimiliano Allegri. And this is Milik coming in for Caviglia, which was uh, interesting. So we're going to keep Vlavic out, bring on Milik. I actually liked it. And we saw the two-man pivot. Okay, two-man pivot kicking in, and I was all for it. Let's go. Let's see what we can do. 64th minute, Milik to Weah. Number one, great control by Weah as like Milik just kind of pops this thing to him as he's running yeah. by. He still managed to control it. Puts a low, beautiful cross. And I saw somebody was, uh, I was talking to somebody in the Vancouver fan club group chat that said, for Vlaovic to make that pass across Daling, he flubbed a shot. Okay, he yep. flubbed it. He was taking a stab at that. He's on his right foot. But if you're going to flub a shot, this is how... It has to happen for you. He ends up getting the assist. It falls to the back post. Illing Jr.'s there. Boom. There you go. There's your 1-1. We got plenty of time. Let's go. Well, Does Kostic put that away? No, In, in yesterday's that. form? I don't know. <laughs> like I actually don't know with how he was playing <laughs> yesterday. And was Homer nice and I spent the preview show giving him some props for the work yeah. he's doing and then he puts up an absolute stinker okay so my yeah, only negative rating was costage yesterday but more on that as we go 1-1 66 minute again salernitana right after 1-1 starts coming back at us and we're losing our stability like just kind of like too yeah, much gotta space give them props trailing they runs bladerich Takes a big laces, uh, just laces one from distance, but Tech's all over that. Uh, saves it, parries it out to the side. Wasn't worried about it. Um, 69th minute. Here we have a dangerous cross from uh, Candreva to the back post, but Tech read it very, very well and got out right to the point, meeting Simi there for it and gave him nothing. And from there on, Juve... Again, a lot of control after those two instances from Salernitana, but we're like, where are the opportunities? Where are the real chances? Um, 76 minute, Rabio flips one into Vlaovic. Vlaovic's holdup play yesterday was superb, okay? Mm-hmm. He makes a nice little touch pass into Illing Jr. He tries to curl it back post, just couldn't get it uh, inside uh, 
the uh, uprights there. That's okay. 90th minute. 90th minute. Danilo. This step on the sideline was so clean and yep. huge. Okay. Huge, huge win there because Salernitana goes uh, on the run there with Iquamezi is who I believe it was in that instance. Kill clock, do whatever, maybe try and get uh, something generated out of it, but he shuts it right down. All our body bodies are forward. We're sitting pretty. He puts a cross in there, and Vlaovic reads it perfectly, gets position yep. again, and when you're not cleaned out at the hips, there you go, and he buries it short side. The celebration was massive. Get me the hell out of this game, yeah. okay? Rainy torrential downpour, 2-1. I don't care. Mm -hmm. Get me out. That was the winner. That's what we needed. Holy hell, boys. Holy hell. Now and We talked about this. We talked about this in the group chat. We can, It can be argued that Danilo and Dusan weren't their best yesterday, right? They're, or maybe they were quiet, right? They were quiet for most of the game. When, that's when you need, in the 92nd minute or 91st minute, that shows you who the leaders of this team are. When two guys like that, when Danilo makes that play without slide tackling, 99% of the defenders will slide tackle that ball and it goes out for a throw-in. He stayed on his feet and he kept control of it. For him to put that ball in the deuce on, that's when you need your leaders to step up, is in go time, and that never happened last year. Last year, that is zero or one-point game. This year, yeah. the leaders are stepping up to make that a 2-1 win. I honestly, I have no problem with Vlavic's game yesterday. Other than a few decisions that were strange in shooting, turning and just firing when he had layoffs that could have stepped into it facing goal, I had no problem with his game. I thought his attitude was on point. I thought his hold-up play was strong. Yep. Um, I didn't have any problems with it. Like I said, just a couple moments where he was deciding to shoot in strange scenarios and whatnot, but that's what number nines do. It, it was uh, it was uh, a solid, solid clutch game-winning goal and moment for Vlaovic, and we—that's what we need. We need him to make the most of the opportunities uh, whenever they come. As far as fans being frustrated with the game overall, what were your guys' thoughts on the game overall? What was your feeling about this game overall out of Juventus's performance? Uh, I guess I'll start because Omer's busy over there. So, no, when I'm it was for an interesting stat on Vlahovic. Okay. okay, okay, I'll start then. Uh, when it was one-one, I naively thought that that was going to finish one-one because that's what it would have happened last year. Like I'm still, I still have the mindset of last year of the mentality that the team had that they aren't going to pull out wins. But this is a completely different team than last season. Yeah. This team is grinding out wins, grinding out points. And I'm not surprised that we won two one, but I I'm surprised at my own attitude of oh, that's this is just most exactly gonna. And even in our group chat, you know, I was saying I think Danny was saying it, Lucci was saying it. So it's like you, everyone just kind of had that feeling. But I think we need to grow out of that to say this team has the capability of pulling out wins. Okay, that's the twentieth place team. That's the last place team down a man. We should we should win that game. But just the feeling of the team pulling that through is. That's going to, and I think Lou said this, that's that's going to catapult us hopefully to the Scudetto this season and pulling out games like that. Yeah. And Tony Trim talking about in there the video of uh, Mana and Juntoli going nuts after the goal. Brilliant celebration. Like nice. everybody's feeling it. Every, there's this feeling around this team yep. 
that is on point uh, this year, and it it seems like a family, um, and which has always kind of been that sense and that feeling around Juventus historically. Mm-hmm. Looks like we're getting back to it, but um, your thoughts on the performance, uh, Omar? Were you frustrated with it? Were you uh, okay? And mm-hmm. was it what you expected? The first half was certainly disappointing, but the second half, I think that the substitutions were all on point and exactly what the game needed, and maybe that's what won us the game. And Dushan seriously improved. He looks physically better than he did, I don't know, uh, three months ago. Um, and an interesting stat, he's the, he's the guy who scored most headers in Serie A this season. Three, all of them decisive. One was tying Bologna and winning against Frosinone. And yesterday, no one has scored three headers. So, yeah, he's doing it in the air. Um I don't know. I, I felt like the win was there. Uh, it was there for the taking. And Juve, it looks like they wanted it really bad and they got it. And I didn't feel like it's going to end in a draw. Mm-hmm. Like, either we can see the flu goal, like the semi chance or whatever, and oh, we it's, are going to score. I, I got into this with somebody on uh, Instagram off one of the posts, and they were uh, just really going at uh, Juve for the performance. I said, look, Low man block, five across the back. Juve notoriously struggles with it. We do need a little bit of a shift. It's something I've said the two-man pivot can help with because you get an extra body forward. You stabilize both sides with those pivots. They can also push forward. And you got to send the house. Max did that. He literally did that. Uh, Illing Jr. coming in. Like any changes you could have made. Another striker in there in Milik that also helps helps in build-up. Um he did everything they he even, could. They weren't even good. They were on time. He did all the substitutions when the, they were needed. The other, thing, the, the other thing is the best sides in the world struggle when teams park the bus. The best teams in the world struggle when teams park the bus. It is not easy. And when you also factor in, McKenney had a header that was stopped, a good save from Costile. He missed a clear-cut header. Uh, probably just outside the six. Um, you have uh, two PKs I think we should have had for sure. Like those are two PKs for me. This had this had everything for this team to just say, you know what, it's not our day. We'll take the one point and get out of here. And Ant, you're muted. But it didn't. Sorry, yeah, and, and they didn't do that, right? They didn't, they, and that was the brilliant it. side of it. So for me, I get the frustrations and whatnot, but there's a lot to move forward with, and now we'll tackle it in the aftermath of this one. We got to get into uh, Man of the Match. I had a tough time with this one because I thought everybody showed good and bad. I The only thing I could say for certain, it sure as hell wasn't Costage. But who did you pick for your Man of the Match? And I'm going to start with uh, Omer there. Okay, so men of the match, um, yeah, definitely not Kostic. I think the defense had a tough time with uh, Simi. He, like, overpowered them on a couple of occasions. So n- no one from the defense. Um, I think Wea was good. Wea was electric. McKenny was everywhere. Um, but I think Rabio overall. I think I think I'll give it to Rabio. Uh, okay. Mainly on, in, in the absence of Locatelli, he had a lot on his plane because Cavilli, I didn't think it was good. I thought he had a tough time with the wet pitch and everything and maybe the atmosphere on his former stadium. So 
Rabio had a lot to do. And uh, yeah, I'll give it to him. Okay. And? Hmm. I have here in my game notes, man of the match question mark. Yeah. I, I, I don't think anybody mm-hmm. really stood out for me as, as man of the match. You know, you give it to Dusan. Okay, he scored the goal. That game sort of, that game for me flipped when Illing Jr. came in. So if you want like an impact player, someone who affected the game, maybe he didn't have as many touches. He did have a goal. Uh, but the biggest impact of the game was that one change. So you can give it to Max, right, for making the change. Max, again, made all the right changes. I would go with Illing Jr. on this one. I was having a tough time after the watch along trying to name a man of the match for me, to be honest. Um, I thought everybody cycled through highs and lows. Uh, mm-hmm. pros and cons to everybody's game. In the end, I probably switched because I ended up going with Dushan just because, again, the attitude, the hold-up play was incredible, and then he ended up finding the clutch goal to win it. But I think I'm going to switch it and go with Max, and I think Max should get the man of the match because he didn't waste any damn time, and that's Not what I expect. It. This reminded me of the Max Allegri during the heydays when we were running roughshod on Syria and he he didn't fuck around and this reminded me of that Max that is what we expect of Max Allegri know when it's time to say boom I'm flipping the switch I'm changing this up this is what we're going to do and it worked yesterday so I'm going to actually switch it no discredit to Illing Jr. to uh, Rabio's second half for me was night and day to the first half. Rabio could have been a shout in there, I think. Dushan, uh, I see shouts for Wea making the full 90 and actually had a good uh, showing for himself, which we needed in Cambiaso's absence. I'm looking forward to Wea having impact on this game. It was his play down the byline, that his low cross that ended up finding Illing for the first one. Yeah, there's a lot of shouts there. I'm going to go with uh, Max Allegri, all right? Now, we get to some of these performances outside of this. And obviously, uh, this young guy thing keeps uh, rearing its head. You got Yildiz, I think, had a good showing again yesterday. Illing Jr. coming on, having a much better showing than the Coppa Italia. Juve, the only side in Serie A with three goal scores born since 2003. The only other team in the top five leagues is Barcelona with four. So does Max hate the youngsters? Does Max not integrate the youngsters? Regardless, it doesn't really matter. But about these young guys, Kostic, we spent time defending him, Omar. But you know what? No, yesterday he was awful. He 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 was so bad yesterday. It's not to say that he needs to be wiped off completely. But we might have to look at more time that we should have seen in the first half probably for Ealing. Now it's probably more time for Ealing Jr. I he think. will start against Frosinone this week. Who will? Yeah. Kostic. Um, yeah, probably, but... Because plays back. on that side, right? So I mean, if if everyone is healthy, because the Shilio will be back soon, and if everyone is healthy, there's a lot of rotation on the Ooh. flanks. I don't know if Kostic will get as much credit as he gets mm. right now. And where shining on the right, that might push uh, Cambiasso to the other side. 
it's going to be interesting to see what Max decides mm-hmm. with a matchup coming up right after that on against Sassuolo. And we on do Tuesday. have more rest than we do here with between these matches because it's going to be Thursday and then Tuesday. So mm-hmm. there's a little bit more rest there. But it's going to be interesting to see what Max does there. But for me, that was so bad from Kostic. The decisions, the passing, the exit. It was everything. And you know it's bad, like I said, when Max reacts at the 45th minute, okay, like halftime. That is very, very rare that you don't get even 10 minutes into the second half. He said, forget it. Good call by Max. The back line. We talked about Danilo accepting uh, accountability and taking that. A lot of respect to him for that. Rugani getting back in there. I've been saying this. I said it after yesterday's game. Danilo has been shaky since his return. However, yesterday, he showed yet again how much more comfortable he is on the right side of the field. So, for me, Rugani needs to come back into the fold, okay? We don't look as confident and as steady at the back. And I don't think it's coincidence. Get Rugani on the left, rotate between Danilo and Gatti based on what the games call. I don't want to take a ton of minutes away from Gatti in a season where he can polish up. But for the better of the overall group, I think this needs to happen. Agree or disagree? Homer? Yeah, I think it might be time for some rotation and reminding everyone that they need to perform. And if they have bad performances, they might be benched because there are players waiting on just waiting on the side, doing great. And Rugani is maybe the, the staple of it. I mean, he what has he done to not justify a starting spot? And yeah, maybe Gatti should sit one or two games out. And he will sit one out because that was his fifth yellow. So now he's out of the next match against the Suolo. So does McKenny, by the way. Um, interesting. We'll see if we'll sign this Jalo guy and see how the rotation works. But yeah, definitely should put the Rugani in the mix. He seemed a lot more calm than than Gatti was. Yeah, and I wouldn't expect anything from Jalo because he's still recovering. He's just got back to full training and everything, so it's more like a move for beyond. But uh, Ant, your thoughts on Rugani back in there and rotating Danilo and Gatti? Well, we went on that stretch there of clean sheets right that was who's at the back there Gatti Bremer Rugani is that the three that we had at the back there through that stretch so I for me Danilo is still the captain he needs to play there I'm happy with the Danilo Bremer Rugani start right they seem to be the most consistent at the back again it helps that Gatti suspended for the next match Uh, but that's against Sassuolo so it'd be interesting what he lines up with against Frosinone yeah Danilo was better when he moved to the right that's when his game changed. Yeah, we, yeah. Now, mm-hmm. for the defense, yeah, like, again, it's it's these decisions Max is going to have to make because this is a good season for Gatti to polish up and everything. There are errors coming, though, from Gatti as well, but there are errors from Danilo on the left side, too. So it's like maybe a pick-your-poison type thing, but Rugani, Bremer, is pretty damn solid and locks up that very, very cleanly. You rotate those other two based on what the game calls upon. Danilo's ability to move the ball forward better 
and progress the ball better than anyone at the back, I don't think can be denied. However, there's something else that can help with that too, which we saw in this game. The two-man pivot that we shifted into. And I understand that the game situation where it was at, that it's easier when Salernitana is parked, but this is something we should definitely look at. And I'm going to tie it into something else. For me, this game also showed the importance that Locatelli, the birthday boy today, by the way, holds in this team when it comes to defensive stability. I think it yeah. stuck out like a sore thumb in this game. Yeah. Am I alone? No, no. I said I, I thought Nicolosi Cabrera had a bad time uh, yesterday and was the best of matches. And yeah, Locatelli was... It, it was felt that, that he wasn't there. The attacks flew more easily for uh, Salernitana. And that's like the last place team with the worst defense down to 10 men. And they still ma managed to push through Juve. Uh, so, yeah, if we're doing two men people, Locatelli has to be there. And not only for Loca, because oh. Loca's naturally a two-man pivot. So we always talk about his time yeah. at Sassuolo. It was a two-man pivot. This team for me has screamed. It's been screaming out at us. It's set up for a two-man pivot. The fact that we could run it efficiently, effectively with McKenney and Rabio, and I understand again, taking into account where the game was at at that point yesterday, still. Rabio has run a two-man pivot now well with whoever the hell he's been partnered with. He's done it with Locatelli. He's done it with Zakaria. He's now done it with McKinney. It doesn't matter. And to be honest, this has nothing to do with Hans Nicolucci Caviglia because he did take some heat for his performance yesterday. I think he did absolutely fine. He showed some stretch fine. passes that we want Locatelli to be pulling the strings on. So it has nothing to do with Caviglia. I also think a two-man pivot helps Caviglia because I think he can operate in it as well. And we get the best of him. I think it's the way to go moving forward. Max, I said it, I called it. I said, if we ever see it from Max, it's going to be a moment. It's going to be a situation, whatnot. But there could be something to build upon with the talents we have. And again, we might have to wait till uh, Kiesa, obviously, he's going to get back into the mix. But I don't know if Max will ever fully shift into that. But it looks good. And Rabio looks very strong in it as well. So uh locatelli's his best in it too so we'll see what happens but it's another option max has options and this is a good thing everybody it's not to knock players it's not mm -hmm. to put any players down it's just the fact that we have this available to us and it's an option right mckinney and that team McKinney's is out what's so, that mckinney's out, McKinney's out. so we might see that with miretti so McKenney is out for uh, Sassuolo. Gatti is out for Sassuolo. We have Frozenone in the Coppa Italia coming up this Thursday. We're going to see what ends up happening there for lineups. It's very, very early to tell. And I'm going to be quite honest with everybody. I have some concerns with Chiesa. I think even if he's ready to go, I'm not so sure I go to him right away against Frozenona. I'd probably give him a little extra time, use him for Sassuolo, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Yildiz is doing just fine. The kid's ripping. Looks good. Looks dangerous. Keep it rolling with him. Um, Vlaovic, we got to talk about Vlaovic because you know, you got Vla and no Rabio uh, for Thursday for uh, Frozenone. 
he's got an issue he's got to deal with. So he's in doubt, obviously. That'll be something we'll have to come up with. Locatelli comes back into the mix again. You're still going to be covered. You're still going to be covered. We'll we'll be able to figure this out. McKenny, Cavilia, like, it'll be all right. I'm not concerned so much with, uh, it sucks when Rabio's kind of out because he does so much, but we can get by. Vlaovic, the goal, the clutch moment, the sellies, the attitude, everything. He, Cavilia had a free kick there and Vlaovic quickly told him, just pick your head up. It's fine. We move uh, after he missed the goal there. It's uh, his goals. Opener against uh, Udinese, he got a goal and an assist. He got the leveler against Bologna. He got Mm -hmm. the brace against Lazio. He got the goal against Inter. He got an assist on the game-winning goal against Roma. And then, of course, goal and an assist in yesterday's match. The goals he does, his contributions he does come up with. And the winner against Frosinone. Yes. The... The goals he does come up with and the contributions he comes up with are big. But everybody's, you know, you're we're up and down, we're up and down on him. The problem for him not. again is the contract. It mm-hmm. unfortunately, I hate to be this guy to say this, but the salary is what the problem is and it remains. Unless this guy starts going like crazy to the point where he is, you know, high 30s of goals, that salary is a problem, you guys. It's still a problem for me. It sucks to say because I like Dushan. I've wanted him to thrive. This salary, it's always, it's going to be looming there. If there's no willingness to spread it out at least, to bring it down, it's a problem still. What do you guys think? Not a problem. Don't worry about it. Keep them around. Yeah, I think it will extend. Um, pretty positive about it. You think we'll extend and he'll lower or spread it yeah. out? Yeah, spread it yeah. out. I don't think he'll lower that, but I think it's spread it out. Okay. If he spreads it out, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good yeah. if he even increases it. I don't give a shit. We need this guy. <laughs> And I don't care. Since he came back, since he came back from injury, this guy has done a complete 180 both in play and his attitude. His attitude has completely changed. I've been saying this every time I get on this guy. I love his attitude. His His attitude attitude has completely changed. He is much more of like a team player, never hangs his head down, picks up his teammate, double his salary for all I care. This guy needs to stay in this lineup. We We can make do elsewhere. He's our number nine. Double the, the salary. Pump. I don't brakes. give a shit. Pump. We, the we can't. We need him. Obviously, not double it, but I'm okay if it stays the same. If he doesn't extend, doesn't get spread out, I'm fine with that. Ah, uh, I don't like the salary. If he spreads, I it hope out, it does. I feel better. I, ho- I hope if we can. Sp- I hope we can work something out. But but no. I always say you got to make the decisions later on. Okay, you got to make the Correct. decisions later on because. If he starts, if the attitude does shift back to where it was, if he starts sulking, moaning, pissing, moaning about calls and all this crap again, I'm going to be pissed off again. But if he keeps doing what he's doing yesterday, even if the goal, the contributions don't come, I would have been happy with his performance overall because Mm -hmm. I loved what he did. And his holdup play is night and day 
to what we were seeing at the start of the year. So he's yeah. made significant improvements. But I will say, I feel the same way as RB comps there, consistency now, please. Okay? Consistency now. But well, that's what we want what from he's everyone. It's not, he's it's got not everything there that it takes. But right now, I think there's mm-hmm. a decision with that salary. But we'll see what happens. Speaking of decisions and not making them too hasty, wait until end of the season. McKenney comes up for a contract extension. And I'm just going to say right now, I have absolutely no issues with a contract extension for Weston McKenney. His contract, he's going into his final year next season. If he can keep this run up for the rest of the season, why on earth would you not extend him? It's going to be a fine salary. You could still sell him if that's the end move. But uh, yeah, if he keeps going the way he's going, I have no problems with a McKenney extension. Where do you guys stand on McKenney? I think there's limited players on this roster right now where you would say, yeah, we're good without them. There's a, there's a lot of players that have either stepped up, well, a lot of players have stepped up their play, and there's a lot of players that have bought in. So that's that's a credit. A lot of people give credit to Max, and you should. Max is the one who's been steady and you know, unifying the locker room, but the players have also bought in. So why wouldn't you reward some of these players? Like McKinney this summer said, I'm not being sold. I'm staying. I'm going to prove – to this coach and this team that I deserve to be here. And he's shown it. So why I, I have no problems extending McKinney. Yeah. Cause he's shown it. Yeah. Omer. Yeah. I think he's kind of accepted his role and uh, that he plays wherever he's needed. Even if it's on the bench and someone new comes in. So I have no issues. Maybe it feels sometimes just to play devil's advocate here that you were sometimes a bit in a rush to extend someone who is done good for a short period of time. Sometimes it feels like that, but, you know, it works and it doesn't work. That's a gamble you have to take. If he's out of contract next season, yeah, you have to extend him now, even if you're going to sell him. And all in all, I like his atmosphere, uh, the training videos. He's always dancing. He's always happy. He's, got, he's bringing some sort of a fun vibe to the locker room, and it seems that everyone is, is into it for some reason. So, yeah, I think he kind of earned it. Yeah, these are the ex- these are the extensions. I mean, I think if you're gonna call them early or whatever, or not have a problem with these are the kind of ones. It's gonna be at a respectable salary. You're not gonna get stuck later on. Um, his yeah. value has increased this year so far. Hopefully, he can keep it going f- throughout the second half of the season, and uh, it uh, continues to increase a bit. So that's the way you want to move on uh, extensions and uh, values of players. So, again, going back to the Dushan thing, that's where, again, the salary and the value thing and what brought him in for. Has he repaid it all already? Is he going to? So, Alex P just says, Dushan, for him, is still far away from breaking even with what he owes us on the pitch. Yeah, let's I start Keen. How about that? Yeah, let's but, put Keen um, in that spot. How many goals he I think in. that's uh, yeah, but I his think contract it's is for still three, fair, you guys. I'm sorry. That's It's great that he's doing that. The goals are big, all this, but there was a long stretch. It just wasn't there. It's like it's a lot of money and when you look at this team, it's a lot of friggin' money. Are we going to Is Max staying around? 
Are we going to have the same one. struggles with him? Are we going to start talking about him not fitting potentially again next year? And then we're stuck with the high salary that's there and everything. And then we're going to be bitching again. Like, it's like, it's not why are you clear worrying, cut. Why are you worrying about next year? Settle it's down. It's not clear cut. Don't worry well, about I'm worrying it. about it because his salary blows up. That's why. Let, let's, let's worry about it in the summertime. We'll get there. Let's worry about this season. Let's get, <laughs> stop rubbing your face. We'll be fine. We will be fine. Juntley will figure it out. It's Are you, do you not have confidence in Juntley to figure it out? Something that needs to be It'll resolved. Would you spend that much money? Let's say he gets three more, four more, but they're big goals the rest of the season. Let's say the moon blows up. You're fine paying score. $12 million for 11 goals. I, I don't... Well, no, but he might score another oh, 15 this season. We'll oh, see. Let's, now let's he says season. no. That's what I'm saying. It's a discussion. It's a it's a thing. It's a thing it to think right about now. here. Yeah. It's a discussion but, but, at the end of the year. But how long is his contract? He's contracted till like 2026 at the moment. Great. Two so years. that's four years of contract. So he still has two years in him to prove himself and the fee we paid, which by the way was Fiorentina's fault, not his fault. But there's still a lot of time to judge him. I mean, if he wins us a Scudetto next season, then like the Rabio case, I mean, I, I have patience with Dushan. I, I can wait until he develops okay. a bit more. Okay, yes. Yeah, I want more from him now. Dushan is scoring 20 plus goals this season. If Dushan breaks 20, you got yourself a hmm. kit for it, so you okay? Because... I have my he's at seven right now. What okay. did we pick? I think I had him at nineteen this season. Let me check the uh, preseason predictions. Okay, clip clip that because Forza Juve. I'm telling you right now, if he breaks twenty, you got yourself a kit. Okay. Oh, uh, when, by the way, twenty goals here, or twenty goals assists. Goals. Yes, seven goals, goals okay. right now, you guys. Now, anyways. Storm the barn, everybody. I love when we get at it on uh, these things here. But uh, yes, Animesh, uh, my record is uh, not the best. Uh, and we got more of those kits coming out. But okay. uh, oof, another bet. Says I Animesh. had Dusan preseason at 19 goals, 23, including the Coppa Italia. I think, you, I think you were the same, Bert. I think you said 18, something like that. I thought he would be below 20, yeah. It was below 20. But I do yeah. have a Storm the Barn question to get us going while people start to... Yeah, you get want. yours going right now, and then we'll wait for everybody to fire theirs in here. Let's go. Well, I we made one. it. We're halfway through the season. We did it. Congratulations, everybody. All right. Who is the first half of the season MVP? Mirko Di Natale put this on uh, Twitter. It was in Italian, so maybe a lot of people didn't get it. But it was a good uh, reminder for me to ask the question on here. Who is the first half of the season MVP? I have a clear answer. Oh, interesting. No I had no idea. Yeah. So go ahead, Omer. Bremer, 100%. The most consistent guy on the team, the, the hmm. pillar in the middle of a very good defense this season. The easy choice for me. Bremer. Yeah, Bremer seems to be the guy in the chat. Gatti, we have no. one for Gatti. Shout out to Cambiasso <laughs> and McKenney. Yeah, but Bremer, I mean. He's phenomenal this season. One of the best in Europe, not only. I like Vincenzo's here, the team. I like that. Um, Bremer yep. or McKenney, honorable mention to Cambiasso. 
I can't throw Cambiasso in there because he had a lull. He had a spell in there where it wasn't that uh, yeah, strong. What about Max? He really Max started the in, in November. He really started picking in November. Can you pick Cambiasso. Max? I'm going to be honest with you player. guys. I might give it to McKenny. Fine, that's fair. He's there. That's right. He's there all the damn time, and it doesn't matter if he's in the center, even though I hate a center midfield with two-thirds being Rabio and McKinney. He makes it work, and he plays a right wing back, and he's just been he's been there all year, steady and doing his job and hustling like crazy. It might be McKinney, man. It might That's be McKinney, but Bremer, Bremer's... Uh, I think it feels maybe mm -hmm. like I'm want to say McKenny just because it's so it's such a huge improvement, and maybe that's why it stands out to me more. But obviously, it's hard to go against Bremer because he's just a stud. But that's expected. Do you know what I mean? And because of it being so unexpected from McKenny is probably why I have this feeling like I should say McKenny, but. Uh, yeah, I'm fine with Bremer or McKenney, and I think it would be those two. And I think there's a shout there for Adrian Rabio. But... Yeah, but we have said that he didn't live up to the expectations we had from last season. That's why I didn't have him in. Cause yeah, but still, overall, but on still, this team. Great. Yeah. And I can, I can say the same for Locatelli. He's been good this season. More than good. I think we... I've made this argument a lot of times and I know that there's I'm kind of in the minority with this but for me you always feel it when Locatelli isn't in there you always always feel it and notice it I know not many agree with me but I'm telling you I just I think him and Rabi are in the same bracket you know if, if the top one is McKenney and Bremer then just below you can put Locatelli and Rabio in. Yeah, yeah norm normally the MVP is if you remove them from the lineup, there is a visible change in the team. I was leaning towards McKenny until you mentioned Locatelli there. We've been so good at the back that I'm no I don't want to take anything away from Brenner Bremer, but next man up at the back, we've just seemed to figure it out at on the back line. I'm still thinking McKenny. I'm still thinking like he's done his he's done his job, he's done it well. And, but look at Telly right there, right there is close for me. One of those two, but it's I, I'm leaning towards from McKinney McKinney well. though. It's like defense, it's offense. Like he's, he's everywhere. There's games, everywhere. there's games where there's not a blade of grass. He hasn't touched. Like it's yep. just insane. Uh, I'm missing the goals. That's what I'm missing from McKinney. Yes. Cause he used to Fair score. Enough. He used to score quite a lot and he had chances. That's the only thing I miss. I'm missing from his game. Yeah, I God, called him to get one yesterday. Damn, though. he should have. He really should have. He should have yeah, got that's one. That's fair. Let's go to uh, Storm the Barn with Jeremiah. Kicking things off. Reminder, everybody, like the video. Obviously, oh, I have a question content. Feel free to clip anything you want. Um, does our midfield suffer more without Rabio or without Locatelli? So, which does it suffer more without? I think. It suffers equally, just equally. Differently. Yep. Yeah, I feel, I feel the same. Yeah, it's yep. an it's an equal suffering, but it's just different. Rabio mm -hmm. has an impact further up the pitch that we suffer with when he's not there because he does win the ball back very very well, and we're able to sustain pressure. Locatelli, 
his influence is at the back end defensively like you just feel that and you notice it so for me i'm gonna say equal just different yep fully agree. probably a boring answer for everybody but it's how i feel <laughs> are you worried at all Roma and no. Mourinho might convince no. Dean Hoyson to force a move at the end of the season with all that special treatment they are giving him. They no. can try all they want. The latest reports also suggested he's going to be extending to 2028 with Juventus. I don't have any fear because I don't even think Mourinho is going to be there. And I think Mourinho's no. a part of what convinced him to go there for the second half, but I don't even think he's going to be there. So I'm not actually worried about this at all. I'm more worried that... He just stays fit and doesn't blow his knee out on that pitch. So as long as he yeah. gets his minutes, comes back, I'm happy. Yeah, Roma had no money. It was actually very nice from uh, UEFA to tell them before they commit the crime that how much they can spend. So they told them they have like a million and a half. It's not me. No, it's mine. Like they had a million and a half. So that's they have financial issues and a youngster like Hoysen should cost you know, above the, what they can pay. A billion dollars. A billion euros. Well, right now they can pay two million, so... There we go. Great yeah. to get him minutes. He already got 45 minutes yesterday. Oh, it was great. I watched the match. It was great when he came on. Oh, I did. A yeah. really solid Anyways. performance. I have no... Uh, yeah, I just... I have no fears. There are some, and I see Zero. in the comments here, like Vincenzo, a bit nervous about Romich. I really don't see it. Um... I get more nervous about my gastrointestinal issues before. The, the other thing too we have to that. factor in is the finances around Roma's not like I don't think they're going to be doing. And Juve's not giving them up. Like, and it's another thing too with these loans. And now Moise Keane subject to a loan potentially and keeping them in Italy. Like, stop letting these teams off the fucking hook. Like, forget it. They, nobody goes out of their way to do us any favors. Fuck them. Shouldn't would have you? You wouldn't loan Keane for the rest of the season? Oh, I would. I had 100% loan King for the rest of the season. I don't, I wouldn't loan him in Italy if there's a different option. Fuck the Italian teams. Oh, yeah. Unless it's a team we do good business with, but like helping Milan out or whatever, like giving them a boost, like, no, forget it. You no. wouldn't loan him to like a mid table club? I would. Yeah, if no, he wants no. to go to Fiorentina, I don't really care because whatever. Like, I'm fine. He can go to Fiorentina, but helping Milan, helping like the free Napoli's giveaway we gave club. of Rovella to Lazio should have never happened. Uh, giving him away for nothing. Just are you yeah, still hung up on teams. that? I totally forgot about that. Like, is that still is that, does that still uh, like chap your chap your ass that we gave away Ravella? That really we gave it. away a prospect. Yeah, make money. You bitch about the finances all the time, like I do, Amp. Why would we not want to make money? Ah, <laughs> eh, we lost one. I don't think we really uh, lost so, anything. There. So far, we scammed them because they probably overpaid the way he's performing right now. Actually, he's Thank playing you. good as of late. Now, finally, starting to get integrated. Yeah, in, in the last five, six matches, it was better, yeah. He's been... He was unreal against uh, Inter. Lucky, uh, Unlucky not to score, but uh, yeah, he's starting to get back to the Rovella at Monza that... Uh, yeah, where's the Rovella? I haven't seen them in a while. Who's mm. been the MVP from the AJC for the first half of the season? Why is it not Ant? Well, I'll, get, I'll tell you mm. something here. It's not Luca because this little prick never shows up, so you're, he's not even not even in consideration. So next question. Okay, I know I, I give it to someone. Um, I, I've been preoccupied with stuff, and me and Lou used to do the, the news together. So Lou has been doing phenomenal work. I mean, I don't know if, if mm. anyone knows how much it takes to do all the interviews and always 
add photos and hashtag that takes a lot of time and lou has been phenomenal i mean he's doing everything and that's just crazy yeah so i'll i'll I'll, I'll give you an idea i run i like to run the main during the games and i sort of miss a lot during the games because i'm trying to interact with as many people as possible i can't even imagine finding the time to add a photo lou adds a photo to every post every bit of news and finding all that so to omer's point i'm gonna go with lou Lou's finding shit it is I don't even know about. And it's just like, where is it coming from? And it's like, are you sure? And he's like, oh, yeah, I found this over here. I found this yep. over there. It's, it's wild. Yep. But I'm going to just say mad props in. But honestly, for me, it's everybody. Guys are all uh, the MVPs. Ant doing the uh, match days, the games, running the games on the main. Um, Omar News with uh, Lou. Um, everybody else for their appearances. And uh, Lucci coming to us from a beach in fucking Fort Lauderdale, for Christ's sake. Like, you guys are uh, all yeah, uh, awesome. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, just massive thanks for me. So, you guys are all the MVPs. Lou, you and the AJC Army. How in the <laughs> hell are they not the MVP? You guys are the MVPs, too. Beauties. Oh, Is yeah, Yildis man. the biggest talent in the world? Can't think of another 18-year-old that plays with such confidence and scores goals. He looks like prime Dybala, and he Let's only has three starts. Oh, let settle down. Uh, so, he's very good. So what, I, I don't watch the, any other teams. What's the know. age limit? I guess like there that, really that, isn't one if he's 18. Like, I mean, is he the biggest talent in the world for youngsters? I say. I think he just means youngsters. Sub-20. 20, 20, yeah, 20 sub-20, 20, I'd say. Yeah, there are players who's been around for a long time, so it doesn't feel like they're youngsters. But I mean, Pedri, Musiala, I mean, all those guys, Rodrigo, are still very young, super young. And Xavi Simons is doing phenomenal at Leipzig. I mean, there are a lot of players going around Leipzig. right now. Leipzig, great. How much time yeah. do you have? Jesus, not enough, but clearly more than you. <laughs> yes. What? Yeah. Yield is for me, I will say, I do feel that certain similarities to Dybala. I think there's like, yeah, it it does feel very, very similar to Dybala watching him. Um, Yeah, the way he moves. I get this feeling like, like, I get this feeling when I watch Yildiz is like, how did Bayern let him get away? That's the part that blows me away the most when I watch Yildiz play. And honestly, in the end, I don't give a shit and I'm happy about it. But I'm it does make me think, like, how the hell well, maybe, did he maybe get he away? he didn't like sauerkraut. But so. when it comes to it, I, I, I don't like doing the comparisons. Like, he is the new X or he is the new... No, no, no. He That's is why our... I didn't say he's the second. I just said he yeah. reminds me. Right. But I'm just saying to the question, like, is he the new debut? No, no. I think a better question would be, or just maybe to add on to it, is he the best young talent that we've seen What since, you know what I mean? Like, he is the best young talent we've had come emerge, well, especially with Next Gen, in a long time. I think it's been a long time since we've seen a talent like his come out. Yeah, I mean, some might yeah. argue that uh, Fajoli is uh, the one probably – 
just ahead of Yield is like as Shout far as three six five. As far as Fajoli comes out, he's the biggest talent we've seen in a while. Now Yildiz comes out, Yildiz is the biggest talent we've seen since Fajoli. But do we go further and say that he's... Yildiz is much better than Fajoli. I think Yildiz has way more hype than Fajoli does. I think for sure he does. But I'm saying, you're trying to say, is he the biggest talent since when? I don't think we have to go that far back. I think he's the biggest talent probably since Fajoli launched. It, like we're launching talent and we're doing so quite quickly. It's mm-hmm. kind of crazy. But uh, yeah, Yildiz Pogba. has the, I, I can't even believe the hype around this guy. We're talking about three starts, you know, but that, that, that's a good show right there. He's had, in my eyes, he's had the same, I don't know what the right word is, but Pogba was the last one youth coming out saying, this is the guy. Right, Fajoli was like a good player, like a really good player. Hopefully, he has a good career. But Pogba coming up was like, holy shit, this guy could be the guy. And Yildiz is the same for me. That's a good show. Yeah, he doesn't feel like he's out of depth uh, playing with the there big boys at eighteen. Pogba was physically big; he didn't look like a kid playing with adults. And Keane right. seems like that with his confidence, the way he moves, the way he interacts. He's he's not acting like a youngster on the pitch. No, he, him on the ball is just ridiculous um it's i didn't realize how big he is yeah a big boy and uh this is a crazy statement yildiz is better than ronaldo and messi was at 18 oh no no, no, no. i would argue you could say he's close to maybe ronaldo messi not a chance not a chance but let's yeah, not go ronaldo that crazy and this is what later. i mean about the hype really, it's been but... three starts he's got some contributions he looks good he's very promising not messi though Let's, no, let's keep, remember, remember Keane and then how he started. He was talked about a lot and had a goal when he was, I don't know, 17 in the last match. And then he had a brace against Udinese when he got the start. And then it kind of dipped down. So let's wait and see. I, he's super talented. I can't wait for him to break out. But it's been three starts. Let's not start comparing. Yeah, like let's. And this is what I mean. Like with the and young guys. Got a good point. Take panis. it easy. Take it easy. Ronaldo got cooking like in the years just after and whatnot. So you can maybe say close, but still I would say no to that. But this is what I mean about the hype. The hype train gets going. Definitely not missing. And you're crazy, but it happens. The hype is crazy. And I love it though. It's at least we have guys we can be hyped up about. So that's a positive. Keenan Yildiz though. There you go. High, high expectations. Untouchable untouchable is what the news is when do you think we will see hasa get called up and some minute oh he'll get sold i don't think he'll be sold but i don't think we're seeing him i think we're seeing him pretty quick to be honest not anytime mm-hmm. soon um yeah, it's tough read with Hasa to be honest right now. I think they're trying aren't they trying to get an extension done with him? I thought they already did. Yeah, but to try and see him in? Uh, I don't know. Way no, way no. too uh way too tough to to bank on that one when it comes to the forward situations and Yield is launched and Sule coming back in the summer and who knows what's going to happen there. It's way too tough to call on Hassa right now. Um, 
wouldn't know wouldn't know guys like the video we got one last one we're gonna fire away i, I had one mm -hmm. go ahead yeah mm -hmm. okay so you put the gun out there you... man let's go not the gun the finger that's uh... <laughs> only the finger and so do you feel we're lacking depth to some degree because if we did have european games this season then we'll be out of depth i mean we made all our substitutions last night and i know three of them were like under 20. i feel there's a bit of a depth issue that needs to be fixed next season oh, yeah. if like yeah how will it be fixed that's the question if we keep putting guys from next gen or do we need to strengthen with some purchases you know just for rotational players even you gotta sell. I, you gotta start selling. We're sellers next summer. We are sellers before we are buyers. You just talked about what fixing the depth. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I yeah. said. Like, for me, I have no problems with the young guys and the young guys being some of that depth. Guys that are serious young yeah. ballers. We do need like ready now quality though, like. I'm not against us, you know, right now the only solid name for an experienced mid to come in is like a guy like Cruz, but we should be looking for top quality ready now guys. That's why I don't really like hearing shit like Felipe Anderson next year or whatnot. Like it's like that really doesn't do anything for me or really push the needle for Juventus in my opinion. Uh, oh, yeah. We heard like Zakani. And I'm like, uh, Zelinski, I'm in a minority, I think would help Juventus. I really He's do. going to Inter. I think it's done with Inter. Yeah. For Zelinski. But, my point but yeah, stand, that's the type. Yeah, my that's point the type stand, of guy we need. A ready now quality player, I think we could use a couple to round out this side. And Jalo is a... Jalo's a good low risk. I like them making that move. It could pay dividends, man, to be honest. So um, I'm fine with that. But we got we to gotta see what's going on. After yesterday's performance, is Illing still on the market? I'm standing firm with what I've said. I think, to Ant's point too, if good offers come in, Juve's going Juve's gonna to hear them out and consider them. I think there's very Ovita few Zane, players... I think there's very player. few players that are no goals as far as business goals around Juventus. Mm -hmm. I think they'll hear out offers, everybody. I think they'll hear oh, out everybody. offers. Last one to have some fun. Omer and I were kind of talking about this uh, yesterday, but we're going to bring it up here. And it is free kick, 88th minute. You have to pick your shooter historically. Juventus. It could be only players you've seen take him. We're thinking of guys like obviously Pirlo, Del Piero, Baggio, Dybala, Pjanic. Platini, I'd never seen play live, so I'm not going to consider him in there. But, you know, who are you going to take? 88th minute, you got a free kick. Look at the lives already jumping on these ones. Del Piero, Roberto Baggio, Del Piero. Omar, who are you taking? Well, all of them don't really care who shoots. Um, but yeah, probably Del Piero, just because I remember you know, those type of free kicks from him late in the game against Inter. And 
he's just he's cool is what i is what i love the most but the difference between him and 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 pirlo is just i, I don't know it's so small that i i take anyone but gun to my head yeah i take the pirlo you take del piero gun to your head what is going on here ant really mm -hmm. messed things up right at the end here anyways Pirlo I think, I think or I Pjanic. Click hang up instead of mute. Whoopsies. Pirlo on the current uh, roster. Vlaovic. He scores two bangers last year. Hasn't taken many since. Pirlo. Del Piero. Baggio. Zidane. Okay. Okay. And who are you taking? Uh, if it's the MLS, I'm taking Javinko or anybody in the world. Uh, if for Juventus, I would take. Oh, you know, in MLS, the way they set up their walls and those keepers, I'll take myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh you know i'm a big budget slappy but i'm pretty sure uh i'm pretty sure i'd take uh, adp on this one yeah god it's tough for me not to go with uh yeah. baggio or even pirlo for that matter but del piero was something else on these free and what was mm. crazy about del piero and we talked about this yesterday also omar was it didn't matter who that where it was it didn't matter mm -hmm. range short far left right it didn't friggin' matter this guy was ridiculous so over the wall under the wall take del piero beside the wall around it yeah he like, hit all sorts it, outside curler inside curler i mean everything and yeah that was the highest level there is yeah now flash forward after going from del piero pirlo pianic dibala high high rates on free kicks active squad oh i take del piero over anyone in the active squad right now no well, active squad now. you have to pick from the active squad it would have to be vlaovic um, yeah, he's the only one. Who else is or, like uh, Milik? I've seen score one. Um, yeah, Milik has one. And he's decent on those from those other sides. But this really shows you it's like a luxury we've kind of lost. We've yeah. kind of lost. Well, we haven't had many. Think about it. We haven't had many free kicks in dangerous positions because we don't really attack that sort of center of the field with our midfielders. So how many of those do we have a game? Maybe half chance to get like we don't have it every game. Yeah. Yeah, I can't I mean, remember the last time we had Milik on the wall. Nico did it yesterday, and the only reason is because it was for a right foot kicker. Yeah. It was on the other side, definitely Vlahovic. But like if, if Pjanic in there, no one's getting close to it. We've seen the way. little one touch over for Pjanic. Danilo and then him to rip. I thought we were going to see that yesterday on that one setup for the right-hand kicker, but Kavili ended up taking it. I have no problem with him doing that. I got one last question, and it's kind of funny that Tal came in here with uh this comment because it was kind of my last one and it was to keep yildiz humble the hype ruins players do you think this day and age it's because of social media and even from their own clubs putting all this stuff out about their own players and all these and they kind of play into the hype trains and everything do you think it's that that plays a bigger part in seeing players maybe not hit their potential nowadays because it's so easy to get over hype nowadays? Oh, 100%. 100% yeah. it has an effect. 
Uh, I think that's something that Barcelona kind of did when they had their, you know, prime generation and just produced a team of world-class players. And, like, there's nothing better than growing someone from your youth and seeing him become a world-class player, winning Ballon d'Ors, whatever, winning Champions League and, you know, retiring at the club. That's the best feeling ever. And we didn't have many of that. Yeah. I mean, Steven Gerrard, all those guys... And that that's phenomenal. So everyone wants to have one. Everyone wants to grow up the next Messi, the next biggest star in the world. And it's so rare that it happens that it's kind of ludicrous to expect it from every youngster who shows a bit of talent. Yeah. Social media, player value, money does it, according to uh, David Bruno. But well, Ant, uh, do you kind of think? When we were growing up, we had players that as soon as the hype started, they were getting the drink and the smoke and the drugs. Now it's just a... The drinking, the smoking, the drugs is just on here, right? It's the same sort of like, you know, you get the same, get into your head, it ruins Dopamine good provider, yeah. Whether it's back in the day, it was just something else. Something kind of went up the nose or, you know, you drank something or ate something, whatever. Now it's the social media, but now you can make a lot of money off it. And I will, and if a guy is using that to make money, I'll never fault a guy for going to get his bag. Because really, the majority of players have a very limited window to make money. So if a guy's making money and he wants to, but he gets blown out with, uh, you know, overhyped with the social media, whatever, we'll find somebody else to replace him. Yeah. So Ayub says, uh, contrary to Tal, who says we need to keep Yield as humble, hype ruins players. Ayub says, hype them up. If they fall into it, then it's their own fault. They're professionals. Correct. They should know better. They've been professional since they were 12 years old. Footballers. Yeah, they're definitely uh, groomed for it uh, a lot mm-hmm. differently uh, over there than comparing to North America, right? So it's mm-hmm. uh, it's night and well, day. Well, hockey over here, I guess, if you want to. I guess yeah, hockey would be similar over here. In yeah, but I place how less blame on the player. On the players in general, I don't think they're to blame. I, I've never been an 18-year-old and someone offered me millions to sign a contract. I mean, I get no? why they think they're no. Well, they guys, did, I'll but... be a hundred percent fucking honest here. Okay. If I'm back in my 18, 19 year old days and I'm getting cash like that and I'm hyped up all over, it's like <sighs> old Berto could have been a bit of a prick and uh, you give me the world Massive in front of me. Problems. It'd be really, really tough. I'd like to say I'd just stay humble and, and all this and whatnot, but it's hard not to like, that's a life I couldn't even imagine, right? It's hard. It's hard. Look at Matt. He's saying I would have been a total bastard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> most of us probably, yeah. We could all say, oh, yeah, no, yep. I would have been humble. Oh, I no, been fine. I'd be fine. I would keep no. it clean. I'd be the I would same not, person. I would not give in to any temptations no. that are out there. be me. I'm just saying. I'm just going to hit the ballet real quick. But yeah, None of us know, have yeah. any idea about that kind of hype and that like it, it's mm-hmm. it's wild it's crazy but keenan Yildiz, yeah it's it's exciting it's very very exciting let's see what happens i still stand behind what we're going into frozenone copitalia that's our next match everybody we'll bring you the match day live it's obviously on thursday so no watch along unfortunately the watch along yesterday was great by the way thank you everybody tons of uh comments on the clip of the vlaovic goal there but uh <laughs> We're going to do the watch, the match preview on Tuesday. Same thing, match preview, post-match podcast the day after both those games. No watch-alongs, which suck. Apologies. But 
I stand firm on Chiesa. I would not play him against Frozenone, and I would save him to Sassuolo. Final question for you guys. Do you agree or disagree? Would you launch him in the Frozenone Copitalia round? I'd keep going with Yildiz and let Chiesa that extra time for Sassuolo. Agree, disagree? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I would keep him on the bench, though. Well, yeah, he could stay on the bench or whatever, but I'm not starting him in that no. game against uh, Frozenone and... I, I would try to go even, without even maybe if there's even minimum 50. risk. Yeah, if there's minimum risk for injury and it doesn't feel one hundred percent, I'm not playing him in that match. Yeah, wouldn't even dress him because then you have the you have the potential to be like, ah, oh, maybe I'll just put him out there for twenty minutes. Wouldn't wouldn't even let him on the bus. Oh, there you go, there you go. We'll see what Mad Max decides all right but Frozenone Copitalia next up for Juventus uh we are at 46 points halfway through the season okay on pace for 92 we all know when Juventus hits this amount of points the last what eight this is the ninth time we've done it eight times previously were Scudetti oh are we set gotta up avoid the, yeah but gotta avoid the, the winter depression and that we usually have sometime in the winter. And yeah, I hope Inter has one because it feels like the pressure is starting to get to them and they look more tired and they still have Champions League games ahead of them. Yeah, yeah, we should take advantage of their situation. Yeah, we got to keep the pressure rolling, but this is where I expected this Juventus to be. Roster, Max, uh, Cortomuso, all this kept in mind. We're where we need to be, and he's matching the expectations. All the talks about Max, all these discussions, I said, we're going to wait, let the chips fall where they will, and at the end of the season, we'll address everything, okay, and see where we stand. But right now, he's doing what I expect, and I agree 100% with Matt. We've said all the time, Inter is rattled. Their players are making it quite obvious for all of us. We got to keep the pressure going, all right, and uh, see what we can do. But maybe, maybe something special is in store for Juventus this season. I believe, okay, and I'm going to believe until the fucking final match if that's what it takes, all right? I expected the race to be a little bit tighter with another team kind of involved. I didn't think it was just going to be a two-horse race, but it looks like it's playing out to be a two-horse race. Frozenone on deck, Copitalia, and then Sassuolo. You guys are uh, awesome as always. Like the videos, please share the content. Feel free to clip anything. Fino alla fine, Forza Juventus. We'll see you on Thursday. Omar Nanth, always a pleasure. Enjoy your weeks, fellas. Take care. Yeah.